Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast. We are back again. Your favorite broadcast, where we allegedly talk about hockey, but try to not talk about hockey as much as possible. But we are back again for another week, and we are ready to talk about all the events of this past weekend. So many events. Robin Leonard filed for bankruptcy for a really weird reason. Connor Bedard is absurd. And Connor Hellebuck co-authored a children's book. We're going to talk about all of that and more. But before we do so, Endo Mills, how the heck are you? I'm okay. I'm kind of tired. Um, I forgot how much casting takes out of you. Uh, it doesn't look like a lot, especially when you're just like, the color commentary, you're like, oh, here's an insightful thing, or how I see how things are going. And it's just like, oh, cool. And I don't, I don't, I, it's not like I don't want to do it again. I want to do it again. I'm coming for your jobs. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. It's exhausting. That it is, which is why uh, it was you and I today on a sports game or broadcast, and not Mr. Sin for the win, who took the day off. No heart. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. His internet took the day off. I'm again, actually so. editing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, catching up on all the lovely things to help raise the profile of ourselves and our friends at SportsGamer, SportsGamer.gg. Free advertisement. Why the heck not? Uh, because it would only help us out in the long run. That said, uh, gentlemen, we won't have a 45 minute show this week. I'm going to go out on a limb and uh, presume that we got some viewer questions to kick things off as we always do. Like I said, we have some uh, rather interesting topics to talk about today. Before we do that, though, as always, we need to mention that this show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com. You can use code Doogie, D-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. I said free at manscaped.com. Get the best and men's grooming, get the right tools for the job, and make sure to pay attention to Manscaped on the 17th, as they are hinting a brand new product launch, my goodness, and we'll have more about that later on this week, you rest assured. But for now, Manscaped.com, Kotugi, we thank them, and we thank you all, of course, for supporting the show, and we're going to get to your viewer questions first and foremost as a result of that, because we love you. And we start off with Broken Wheelchair, who asks, which South Park character are each of you? I feel like uh, we've been asked this before, but maybe not. Maybe it was a different show. I don't even know. <sighs> Everyone, everyone's like a, <laughs> such polarized in that show. Uh, you know, I'm one of the goth kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Shaka Bra? You're what not the one hell of those? is that? I don't fucking know. It was one of them. Yeah, I literally fucking searched Shaka Bra South Park. It's when Randy has like a, a midlife crisis. And uh, he, what is it? He gets super into zip lining. And as <laughs> no you're going down the zip line, like, Oh, yeah, Shaka Bra! They're <laughs> going through the line. Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> have not seen that one. Oh, oh God. God, it's beautiful. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with, with, with you taking one of the goth kid labels. I think that's. That's solid. Endo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wanna? Why you, you wanna? You wanna? You wanna go ahead? You wanna take a, take a long guess? 
<laughs> you want you want to go? You want to want to rumble in the Bronx, buddy? Come on, look what you got. <laughs> what South Park character are you? Starts with a T. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, second letter is an O. Hmm. <sighs> Towie. 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 Y'all yeah. thought Token? Y'all are racist. <laughs> it's Tolkien. That's yeah. his real name. He was named yeah. after the author. Exactly. J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> God. That was the best. <laughs> that was the best moment of the entire show. Just Dude, Stan the, just having a crisis. The entire build up. I forget. Oh, it was uh, it was Stan. He's like, you, why'd you name your your son Tolkien? It's like, oh, it's like, so his name's not Tolkien. It's like, oh, you want to buy my weed? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh man, like that's that's some class A writing right there. Holy crap! Now, so, I look at um, Kenny. I relate more to Kenny. No one understands me. And there's someone know what I'm saying. And I'm just kind of dead inside all the time. The South Park website has all the characters. And to scroll down would take you at least 30 seconds. There's it is lot. frankly ridiculous. I don't know... If I have a good answer for myself, I am more than willing to uh, to hear suggestions. Um, but if I could choose who I would be, uh, I would be <laughs> what was it? A member of the Detroit Red Wings? Oh my <laughs> god! Oh the my shit god. out of <laughs> <laughs> and the kids in the hospital's like no hope. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh my god, which might just be the funniest episode of that show ever. It is up there. And they celebrate one of the president's trophies because it was the fucking Stanley Cup. Right, wait, right, wait, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I I would also accept, um. God, what was the dude that uh, when when Randy's fighting with the other dad in the stands? I don't even know. Oh my God! There's just... no bell. <laughs> <laughs> bat dad. All I yes, remember. Bat dad. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All I remember is just the, the Detroit Red Wings just beating the shit out of the kids <laughs> on the ice. Like, God damn it. <sighs> oh. oh God! Oh man! When they get and then like uh. You got served episode and you get danced and like you got, served, you got served here, over here, especially over here. Uh. <laughs> and then Butters is tap dancing. He <laughs> shoe falls off. It's a stanchion and, the, and their team uh. dies. That's my secondary answer. Is the is that guy with no life playing World of Warcraft? Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting in the chair. She's back in the chair like this. Oh. Cause man, when I get it, yeah, when I get into WoW, man, I will just straight up. I'll play like eight hours in a day. That's, oh, man. that's the only way to play I, it. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> like, could you ever play WoW and have it be like an hour long? No, session? like it's no. it's it's especially now when everything's so fucking easy. You can almost get max level in a day. Yeah, I haven't played stupid. that game since two thousand and seven. 
it's a good time to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard, actually. <sighs> oh, God. So wheelchair. Phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal question. And um, I'd be intrigued to know what character you are from South Park. A question from a rogue pineapple. Would you rather have access to every world leader's deepest, darkest secrets, but have to sleep eight hours in a tub of mayonnaise every night, or have access to 30 working voodoo dolls over the course of your life, but you have to sleep eight hours in a hot tub, uh, or in a tub of hot sauce and eggs? So, are you either sleeping in a tub of mayonnaise or a tub of hot sauce and eggs? I mean, tub of hot sauce and eggs, I mean, that shit's delicious. I would just eat it, and then it wouldn't be a tub of hot sauce and eggs anymore after a while. And your colon would stop working after a week. No. <laughs> he says no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't really need the voodoo dolls, though. Neither of these are good. Neither of these I are agree. good options. Why would I want to know the deepest, darkest secrets of all the world leaders? You know how fucking depressing that would be? And you know how much faith you'd lose in humanity? It would be you awful. Know, the problem is it doesn't matter because we already know some of the deepest, uh, deepest darkest secrets of uh, people because they're on Epstein's black book and nothing happened. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. So, so what would I, I do mean, with that information? Just be fucking depressed. Yes. So I'd probably take the voodoo dolls and in theory, Kill you could them. just <clears throat> off the world leaders with the deepest darkest secrets. Yeah. Could you not? There you go. I guess, you know, I, I have an issue hurting people, but. <laughs> Fair. Some of the fascists say, hey, yeah, it's the only way. I mean, I'll, I'll sleep in hot sauce and uh, eggs to get a chance to play God for 30 people. You know, why not? I'm not saying I'd kill all 30 people. I would. You know, <laughs> I just, I just like, I'd, I'd take Tom Cruise and cut off a little section between the feet and the knees to make him just a little bit shorter. What did Tom Cruise do? <laughs> is, this the first, is this the first hockey show that's going to get into Scientology? <laughs> oh, yeah, about that. That's why he does all his own stunts, because death's the only way out of Scientology. There you go. Blood in, yeah. blood out. Speaking of blood in, all the celebrities take children's blood to make themselves younger. Is this a South Park episode again? No, oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> and there's chemicals in the water. <laughs> I would use one of my voodoo dolls on Alex Jones. I 100%. would. 100%. And he'd deserve it. Piney, better question next time. But you know what? It guts in to uh, mention the Hollywood blood cabal. So I guess it worked out pretty well. <laughs> uh... Don't get From, me started on how many are actually robots and clones. And lizards, especially lizards. <laughs> All the lizards. Oh, man. Oh, Endo, you, you look uncomfortable. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> That's all I have to say. I don't we know. We have fun here. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, I have to God. pick one of them. I yeah. guess I'll, I guess I'll, the, the, the voodoo dolls, and I'll just keep them in a box. I, I just wouldn't do anything with them. I just, just have them there. Want to sleep in hot sauce and eggs? Yeah, <laughs> I respect it. It's good for your pores, apparently. <laughs> the stank, though. Yeah, you, know? you take a shower afterwards. But like, so then what happens? Like, does the tub perpetually fill itself? It's I'm gonna say no. What no. would happen to your drainage? 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or Oof. does the tub not drain and it's just the same? Okay, we've gone too far. From yeah. Tomas J. I've booked my flights and I'm heading to, the, as he says, the big land to see my first ever NHL game. That's adorable. What is this, the, the fucking 1800s? Where is Shea from? I don't know. Shea sounds know kind from. of uh, Irish or Scottish. Oy. But there's Tomas. <laughs> yeah, but the Tomas is the yeah. tricky part. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Endo? I don't know. He's like the big land Irish. Like, hey. <laughs> God, any tips for someone going to their first NHL game? Don't. Um, next question. <laughs> don't see. <laughs> I don't know where. Where are you going? Yeah. That's, Is he that's going the to big question. New York? Is he? What, what? <laughs> don't pay too much. <laughs> big land, Connecticut. <laughs> ah, yes, I'm here in the big city. The big land. Yeah, it depends on where you're going. I'm assuming East Coast. I don't fucking know. Go see any game. I don't know. Just see a game. Oh god. <laughs> Don't buy any well, buy some concessions, but check all the prices. Don't buy any merch. <laughs> yeah, avoid avoid merch. Uh eat before you go. Yeah, and just snack if you really want. Don't buy alcohol there cuz you don't need alcohol. You don't. <laughs> and it's overly expensive. And if you're Irish, pregame. <laughs> Tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> tailgate at your own house only pre-game specifically if you're irish though apparently <laughs> yeah. oh the big land the big <laughs> land from rg dust which players would you like to see get a fresh start with a different team my pick is yes he does everything he's asked to do still gets shit on by the media poor guy doesn't play with any confidence when he's on the ice I mean, Pugliarvi is one that's like constantly yeah. mentioned as like, oh, yeah. hey, yeah, he would be a, a good piece to be moved. I think we factor in uh, Lafreniere into that conversation yep. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough because I feel like you're almost tied to thinking about prospects in this regard. It's almost easier to just think of like the younger players to turn it around as opposed to... Uh, I'll throw out someone like Barabanov, who was, what, in his mid-20s as a Leaf and then goes to the Sharks and has actually done pretty well getting that yeah. change of scenery. But I feel like those players are a lot... He was good in Toronto, though. They he just, was he wasn't bad. They so, just had too many players like him and chose yeah. the wrong people to keep. So what? What I remember reading an article about this, and Duba said to him that if he can't find playing time for him in Toronto, he's going to find somewhere else to go. And he gave him over to... Uh, to you, Sin. Well, not you directly, but like, you know, your favorite team, this, no, uh, the Sharks. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your new roommate. I don't even have a roommate. Um, <sighs> yeah. Alex Galchenyuk. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> all he needs is another chance. That's it. Another, that's another all he needs. chance. Hmm. One more spot. This is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one because I'm trying to sit here and like go back through like the most recent draft classes, essentially. Uh, very tough to yeah, kind of gather all the the names that should come to mind for this one. Yeah, Pooley is obviously the most obvious one, and I would love him on the Sharks. I'll yeah. type in that for a while. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, trying to look back through the. Uh... Last couple of first rounds as well, just to kind of see who really does uh, fit that bill. Uh, you know, even a more recent result is like Ellie Tolvanen 
you know, Nashville puts mm. him through waivers. He gets claimed by Seattle. And we'll talk about the Kraken here in a couple of minutes, but uh, he's a great example of like so far so good. I mean, really limited kind of sample size on that, uh, but proof that it can happen. I mean, Vitaly Kravtsov for the Rangers, which I mean, it's been rumored that he was going to be moving for a long time. Capo Caco of the Rangers. Hmm, what the <laughs> well, fuck are the Rangers yeah. doing? <laughs> um. He doesn't quite need a fresh start, but given that we're going to talk about the Canucks in a little bit, uh, Quinn Hughes. He's going to get a fresh start. Let's give Quinn Hughes a fresh start, preferably to the New Jersey Devils, yes. uh, because it would be hilarious. I want all all the Hughes brothers on the on the Devils. I, I really want that to happen. Like, that's my goal. Right. I, what And what are you going to do to accomplish this? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, Ryan a three-way Rickley. trade. There you go. Ryan Merkley comes to mind, too, uh, mainly because we talked about it, what, a week or two ago that he had requested uh, a trade to begin with. So that's one that's looking like it could happen. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, it's, it's weird because we have had examples. Kirby Doc, that's worked out very, very well. Um, there are names that are already rumored out there, and then there are the other ones that are, are talked about all the time. But uh, for the most part, I feel like we I feel like we kind of I feel like there's one that we're forgetting, like <sighs> a really obvious name. That's been talked about before where it's like, oh, what could this guy do on a different team? Um, just I got I got nothing at the moment, though, aside from the players that we've already mentioned, because once you get to like the 2020 draft, it's still probably a bit too early to make that call. Connor McDavid. And Connor McDavid needs a fresh start. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Endo Mills has won the day. Morgan Riley. He's getting trashed on by Leafs right now. Well, he just signed an extension for like what six years, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't enjoy. It's all because everyone else stepped up when he was gone, and now he hasn't been the same going back. I'm like you're, you're coming back off of injury, you're probably came not... back too early. Just yeah, so it seems like Canadian it's... teams all suck at managing everything. So oh, we'll get to that hopefully. His whole <laughs> oh, we will very very soon. But before we talk about that, our final question is from Hawks: Are the Seattle Kraken for real? Yes, yes. yes. Next <laughs> question. Yeah, it's, it's so clear. Yes. <laughs> They they should have been better last season. They shouldn't have been as bad. I think they should have at least have around 500, but they were awful. I agree. Based um, off of my preseason prediction from last season, I agree. <laughs> Fuck. You know why they're doing so good? Martin Jones is on the first year of his on the team. <laughs> and was the first star of the week last week with a 3-0 right. record. Jonesy, baby. <clears throat> God damn He went from the most they... overrated goalie to like the... The most like it's never overrated, just overpaid. <laughs> and to be honest, uh, as someone who is, of course, doing some NHL roster editing, uh, his numbers still are are pretty bad. Now, I want to talk about that in a minute. Uh, highlights for Seattle the past week, though, uh, they won the game eight to five. Uh, but there was the point in the first period against Chicago where they were up six one with, I think, six goals on six shots, which was Jesus. fucking hilarious. Um. They became the first team in NHL history to sweep a seven-game road trip, including uh, becoming the first team to defeat the Boston Bruins in regulation at TD Garden since Ottawa did it back in April of last year. God damn it. And no. in terms of their players, <laughs> um, you know, a big thing about it, like their goaltending still hasn't been good. I am going to ask you guys for the three... Uh, primary goaltenders of the Seattle Kraken. And actually, it's two uh, because Chris Dreger hasn't played this year. So it's Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer. 
Mm-hmm. Martin Jones save percentage on the season. Price is right rules closest without going over. 905. Endo Mills. 920. No, that's too good. That's too good. 895. Endo Mills on the money. Fuck you. He has an 895 save percentage <laughs> with a record of 21 and 5. <laughs> they are thriving. That's Jonesy, baby. <laughs> despite the fact. And by the way, Philip Grubauer has an 885 in 14 games. Woof. That's after posting an 889 in 55 games for the Kraken last year. That might be my vote for the worst contract in the NHL. Woo! Uh, Seattle, Seattle got fucking fleeced. Like the idea that Grubauer became available and they changed direction, you know, course for goaltenders to be like, oh, we got to get this big name. Oh, they fucked up. He has four years left at 5.9 million. Absolute trash uh, is one Philip Grubauer, unfortunately. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, but aside from that, um, Vince Dunn's killing it. And the one guy that really kind of stands out, aside from rookie uh, Maddie Beneers, I mean, Andre Burakovsky's having a great year, too. Actually, the entire second line of Burakovsky, Beneers, Everly has been fucking phenomenal. Uh, is Jared McCann. Maple Leafs, as legend. Cam Ro- Leafs legend, Jared McCann, by the way. Um, as Cam Robinson on Twitter pointed out, uh, had played on three different franchises. Actually, I think four. Vancouver, Florida, Pittsburgh, and then technically Toronto. Before he turned 23 years old, he Dang. is on a 46-goal pace this season uh, with 22 goals in 39 games right now. So, yeah, they are for real. They are, and they shouldn't have been as bad as they were last year. Um, and, you know, fair play uh, to head coach Dave Haxtell. I mean, certainly question whether or not he's the guy, but for this season, it's it's worked out for them. <laughs> Bro, you hated him. Well. You hated him completely. <laughs> I, mean, I still even... don't think he's a good coach. <laughs> oh man, you, you may be right, but like you were like venomous for like get him out of there, get him in the get a kick. Well, yeah, the he made me look foolish on the internet. <laughs> How dare he? Me and millions of others that thought he was a terrible signing, and right now they are in second place in the Pacific Division. So there you go. Uh, with that. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. We appreciate it. Let's get into some of our... Now, as we move on to the general section of this podcast, we have a bit of change in programming. Unfortunately, due to a technical issue, we lost about the last 20 minutes or so of Endo's files. So... Rather than trying to salvage that and just saying, hey, here's Sin and I talking and cutting out all of Endo's parts, uh, we're just going to drop all of that. And I'm going to kind of mention the things that we did end up originally talking about. Uh, Full disclosure, uh, all three of us were very tired by the end of the podcast, so I think you already heard our best bits from the viewer questions. But a couple of things that we did talk about the rest of the way. Uh, first and foremost, the new contracts that were announced. Pavel Zaka getting four years at just under $5 million per season from the Bruins. Uh, he had a very good game against Philadelphia on Monday, but I, I'm i not quite sure how I feel about this particular deal as a Bruins fan. Maybe it's simply because David Posternock hasn't signed yet. That could very well be the case, but I don't know. There's just something about 4 by 5 for Zaka that just seems... A little, like a little bit too much, admittedly. And maybe that's what it is. I'm just worried 
about Pasternak, so that extra million or so that they probably spent on him that they really shouldn't have had to, seems like it's a bit rich. On the other hand, there's the Minnesota Wild contract with Matt Boldy, 7 by 7 really solid bet. Uh, they do have Matt Dumba's deal expiring, so this is pretty much where the money's going. They have the huge change in cap hit as well uh, next season where the Suter and Parise buyouts are going to cost them even more money, which is, frankly, pretty brutal. Uh, but Boldy's a pretty safe bet, and honestly, it's good for the Minnesota Wild to be able to hold on to a younger talent. Uh, as they did with Kirill Kaprizov before, and as they're doing now here with Matt Boldy. So I do think it's a promising move. Decent chunk of change. We saw a similar deal with the likes of Josh Norris. Granted, he got hurt this year, but pretty strong deal, all things considered, uh, to lock down Matt Boldy for pretty damn good money. As well, uh, we had a brief reference to the crazy Robin Leonard story in terms of him filing bankruptcy and his linked ownership to an exotic snake farm in Missouri. This was a topic where it was, how are the boys going to react to this? And none of us knew how to react to this. I still don't upon recording this. It's one of the most bizarre headlines I've ever seen. And then you read the story and it gets to be even more ridiculous. So, um, you didn't miss much there. It was just more kind of dumbfounding. Uh, it's dumbfounding? Dumbfounding is the word. Uh, the other two were rather dumbfounded by this story and just how kind of ridiculous it, it really is. We talked briefly about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nick Robertson out for the rest of the season after career-ending shoulder surgery. And um, obviously, I think for every Leafs fan right now, it's just that general sense. And Endo felt the same way of, man, this guy can't catch a break. And it's a shame because he has looked like a very promising player. Hopefully, when he comes back for the start of next season, uh, he is back to full strength and can be the player that it looked like he was going, uh, you know, honestly, to become at at that certain point. Uh, The Detroit Red Wings putting Alex Nadelkovich on waivers, and he cleared with one year left, really this year, at $3 Crazy. And, you know, Endo had really emphasized the idea of, like, how you know, a couple of things, really, but, you know, just how everyone was pretty much on board with, like, what are the Red Wings doing? I told the story of knowing exactly where I was when this trade broke. I was literally in my dentist's, like, office getting ready for my appointment there, and I got a message uh, from my prior co-host who said, in all caps, what the hell is Carolina doing? And he was right to say that, as we all did. As it turned out, maybe they were on to something. Uh, that said, who knew Peter Kachekov was going to be the answer, although apparently they might send him down. But yeah, the Nadelkovich story, kind of crazy. Uh, not as if the Red Wings are kind of firing on all cylinders right now, especially in goal. So can you really blame him? Who's to say? But yeah, Alex Nadelkovich uh, down in the minors at clearing, wa- clearing waivers at the moment. There we go. Uh, Montreal, we briefly talked about P.K. Subban's return. Um, you know, sharing a moment with Carey Price and... Just really talking about the end of an era for the Montreal Canadiens. You know, again, PK's gone. Carey Price uh, likely behind him in terms of retirement. It seems all but official. You know, the next era, very much you know, starting to get there. Cole Caulfield has 26 goals on the season, which is nuts. But, yeah, just very, 
very interesting to look back on an era that was for Montreal, where I've always said I felt like that core, Max Pacioretty included, had the potential to win, and that Mark Bergevin gave up on it a little bit too early. I genuinely think had they stuck with, you know, had they stuck with it, they might have been able to sneak through. Then again, you could argue they would have been competing with Pittsburgh, and they would have been competing with Tampa, really starting to break through there too in the Eastern Conference. So maybe it was the right time to step down. We talked about Connor McDavid being absurd, already clinching a point-per-game season. It's January. He's an absolute freak. We talked about the San Jose Sharks and the uh, proposed fee that has been kind of debunked, but the whole idea of three first-round picks for Eric Carlson. But the basic idea, set the bar high. Why not? You got nothing to lose. Say you want three. It's just basic negotiating. You don't sit there and say, yeah, fair offer would be a first and a prospect. You say, you're not, no, you set the bar incredibly high and you say, we want three first round picks and then you negotiate down from there. So a team feels like they get a good deal and you actually got what you wanted by the end of it. So no, Eric Carlson's not going to go for three first rounders, but the Sharks are still likely to get some half decent offers. And then uh, we talked about the Vancouver Canucks and the frankly disastrous Jim Rutherford press conference throwing out there what all Canucks fans have heard for the past decade now. We're not moving towards a rebuild. We prefer a retool. At the same time, confirming that they are tanking. When asked if he was tanking, he said, I thought we were, and we want the first pick. So, yeah, Canucks fans, you know what? At the start of the season, I said, give it time. Uh, There has been time, and you are more than within your rights to just be done with that particular team. Um, And then, you know, we quickly touched up upon, too, it's kind of Canucks adjacent, of course, but we also mentioned the passing of Gino Ojic, which was, you know, seemingly rather out of nowhere at age 52, um, you know, told the story that uh, Sean Carlton on Twitter had mentioned as to why he wore the number 29 Uh, which was to honor his father, who was a survivor of a Spanish-Indian residential school, or the Spanish-Indian residential school in Ontario, um, his registration number at the school was number 29. So, you know, uh, Gino Ojic, a really, you know, interesting hockey story to look back at. At the same time, again, 52 years old, just way, way too young, but uh, certainly a memorable player for the clubs that he played with, primarily, of course, the Vancouver Canucks, but also the likes of the Islanders, Flyers, and the Montreal Canadiens. And that was pretty much it. It wasn't the longest show to begin with, unfortunately. Uh, It's just kind of the way these shows have really panned out. Like I said in the previous podcast, we are really in that point in time of the season where it's a bit too early before the trade deadline really sort of heats up. It's before the All-Star break that we're just kind of waiting for things to hit that next gear, and it's likely going to be another couple of weeks. Um, That said, I am going to bring this podcast to a close. I thank you all for watching and or listening to the show and supporting us. Of course, you can find Endo on Twitter and Twitch at EndoMills, E-N-D-O-M-I-L-L-S, and you can find Sin on the YouTubes at Sin for the Win Productions, C-Y-N-F-T-W Productions. I am everywhere at Tuki24. We will see you all later this week. Thank you again for supporting the show. Manscaped.com. Circular deodorants. 
cylindrical deodorant. And we'll see you all later on this week.